Are you ready for some hot takes that will blow your mind? Matt and I are making some very bold predictions today, so lock on in and get ready for today's action-packed episode of Locked On Fantasy Baseball. You are Locked On Fantasy Baseball, your daily fantasy baseball podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, fantasy baseball fanatics, and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by the Locked On Sports Network, your team every day. As always, we're your number one source for fantasy baseball knowledge, and thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. I'm your host, Dominic Martino, here with my brother and my co-host, Matthew Ane. Yo, yo. You can find us on all social media platforms and podcasting apps. Just search for Locked On Fantasy Baseball and we'll be there. If you're if we're listening on a platform like Apple or Spotify that allows five-star ratings and reviews, we appreciate if you could do that for us. It goes a long way to help uh, the outreach of the podcast. Also, if you're watching on YouTube, hit that little subscribe button. gives you a notification every time we drop a new episode. Also, throw us a like and a comment because we love to talk fantasy baseball with you. Guys, we're almost there. You guys are doing it. You guys, all of our fans, we love each and every one of you. You're getting it done for us. We're at almost at 950 subscribers on YouTube, and it's thanks to all of you sharing the podcast. Uh, you know, and just it, it truly means a lot if we can get those last, you know, 50 plus subscribers and you know reach that sweet monetization on YouTube to you know keep this podcast going for all of you. So just a few more shares, guys. A couple more friends that you know that might listen to it. Uh, share it away, and uh, we truly appreciate each and every one of you. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. FanDuel is the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more and visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started today. And guys, Matt and I are getting very, very bold with our predictions today. We have some uh, very, very good ones for you here. Some of them might come true. Some of them might come. Uh, some of them might not. So uh, write them down, and then at the end of the year, let us know how we did. So, Matt, I know you have a, a very, very good one here for us first. So, uh, take the lead, my brother. All right. I mean, we're going to get as bold as they as you can get right now. Um, I don't know if anybody's ever even done this in history. Or at least it's been 100 years. No, they, they have not. They no. have not. No but I think, I think that Mr. Shohei Otani can win the MVP and win the Cy Young. I mean, quite honestly, Shohei, we all know, is a crazy bat. But I think because how good of a bat he is, we forget how great of an arm he is. I mean, it's just like it's unfathomable for me. So last year alone, he had 586 at bats and he had 90 runs, 34 home runs, 95 ribs, 11 stolen bases and batted 273. Right now, that's just his bat. OK, let's pull up his pitching, which you have to scroll all the way down because, you know, Nobody else is used to having both. Um, and last year, he had 166 innings pitched. He had a whopping 219 strikeouts. So that is like, like what is it, Dom? Like 60, almost 60 pitches over K per nine. I mean, over K. It's ridiculous. Yeah, the strikeout yeah, per nine is 11.9. Okay, it's ridiculous. Um, he had an ERA of 233. Okay, that is ridiculous. And you know what's even scarier? Dom, his FIP number. Do you know what his FIP number is? 
Uh, it was a two. Was it two forty? I believe. Yeah, and he pitched a, a two three three, which tells you that he really only was yeah, off. He's that by, good. He's yeah, that he's good. that good. He was only off by point zero seven. Uh, ERA points. I mean, that is ridiculous. Now let's bring this in, right? Let's bring this home. Also, the Angels are trying to keep Otani. They don't want to have to trade him if they don't think that he's going to re-sign. They want to go for it and try and win to try and get him to stay. That means that a whole lot of other players are going to stay. I think that Rendon may play through injury and actually try and play a full season. You got um, uh, you got Ward that's hopefully going to emerge this year. So they're going to be good. So there's opportunity for him to get well over 100 runs, well over 100 ribbies, to possibly hit the 40 run home, uh, 40 home runs. And then, I mean, if he can even get his batting average up a tick because he's so motivated and so freaking good, how can he win MVP? And if he pitches like he did last year, and even if he gets like, I don't know, like 10 to 15 more innings pitched, God knows how many strikeouts is going to be. And if he stays at that sub three ERA in this elite level, I mean, how can he win Cy Young? I mean, if you look at the next, well, somebody else I'm going to talk about on this, they weren't too far off. I think that person had a 230 ERA and won the Cy Young. I mean, that almost won the Cy Young. And he's right there with them. So, I mean, Shohei Otani could do it all this year and be literally the best player in baseball. Yeah, I mean, Otani's already won an MVP, so, you know, he's already shown he can do it with the bat. And, Matt, as you mentioned, there's so much upside with his arm. I know the Angels are – take precaution with him so he only pitches like every sixth day or so. So, But if he can get that 175 innings, the 200-plus Ks, you know, he keeps the whip and the ERA right where it is, there's obviously the potential for him to, you know, do both, and it would be the first time in Major League history that somebody wins the Cy Young and the MVP. Oh, no, wait. I actually think – wait, real real quick. I think Justin Verlander's done that. I'm going to – I want to fact-check myself. I think he did do it. I'm not 100% sure. But he might have. Real quick, I wanna I wanna fact check myself. Did he do it in the same year? Yeah. Okay. So Justin Verlander has done it. It wouldn't be the first time. So guys, sorry about that. Fact checked myself here. I just thought about it. So I think Otani would technically be the second person. Uh, sound off in the comments if anyone else has done it. But as far as I know, it's just been uh, Justin Verlander that's done it, and he did it in 2011 with the monster year. So that actually kind of proves our point that it can be done. You know the you know the vote givers are are willing to do it. I think Ot- if anyone's gonna do it, it's Otani. Mm-hmm. And man, he's just very, very special. But nobody's done it as a hitter and a pitcher. So let we can give that take is that he'll be the first person to an MVP as a bat and you know, um Cy Young. So there's that. But uh next up we got another good one for you. Oh also real quick, did I mention that Shohei Otani won the MVP of the World Baseball Classic and he's just in prime form at twenty eight years old. So the the guy is uh obviously ready to do it. But real quick, next up we got um, you know, Trey Turner here. Trey Turner is another guy that went off in the World Baseball Classic. I think he hit about five home runs in the World Baseball Classic. Then he comes back over and just dominates spring training like he didn't miss a beat at all. So in spring training so far, after coming back from the WBC, Trey Turner has uh, seven games played, 21 at-bats, five runs, 11 hits, a double, two home runs, seven RBIs, a steal, and he's hitting 524. And I don't even know if I gave you my my bold take on Trey Turner yet because – uh, I'm a little excited over here, but uh, my take is is that uh, Trey Turner is carries the Phillies and winds up being the best player on their t- uh, their team this year, and he hits 30 home runs and he steals 40 bases. 
Now the thing is, Trey Turner hasn't. The Dodgers didn't let him run wild, so the steals have been down a couple, of, you know, a little bit. He stole 27 last year, so I think he catches back up and you know to where he used to be and gets back to 40. And I think he hits 30 bombs for the first time in his career because man, he's just he's showing off that power stroke right now. And you know the Phillies ballpark, uh, Matt. What's the Phillies ballpark called? Is it Citizens Bank? Yes, sir. It is Citizens Bank. I think Citizens Bank will be uh, very kind to Trey Turner, and I think he could push that 30 home run mark for the first time in his career. He's gotten close. He's hit 28 before, but he's never eclipsed the 30. And I think I think Trey Turner's just ready to take off this year. I think also he has a shot at being the best overall player in fantasy baseball. Yeah, Trey Turner is just going to be phenomenal. The one thing that may stop him for that even though he's very well could be is on new year, new team. Um, and you know, we could see a little bit of regression this year, but we'll see. Maybe it's just in the batting average department. So, but Trey Turner's phenomenal. And that shelf. Love the kid. Love the kid. Yeah. And, and that back porch is real nice. So, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be an interesting season for him. All right. So before we move on to the rest of our bold takes here at locked on fantasy baseball, Here at Locked On, we're super excited about our new sports betting partner, FanDuel. The tournament is heating up, and there's no better place to get get into the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. New customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can wager on everything from money line, point spread, and which, pe- and which team is going to be cut down next. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine bets for a chance for a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss out on your chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. So get started today. Make every moment more with FanDuel. All right, Dom. What did I mess up? <laughs> uh, it's all right. We'll, we'll talk about it later. We'll talk about it later. But let's let's uh, let's keep it going here. And Matt, I know you got another guy that used to be your boy, but I, I think you got a bold, a negative bold prediction going on here. So uh, let's hear it, brother. All right. So has anybody ever heard of uh, Mr. Dylan Cease? Um, so Dylan, Dylan, Mr. Dylan. I'm sorry, Mr. Cease had a phenomenal year last year, and you know it's nothing to say I have nothing bad to say about it, but I do need to break it down and why I can see a lot of negative regression. Um, so for starters, I so don't Matt, re- real quick. What's, what's the bold prediction? What's the bold prediction? What's the bold prediction? Let's I, hear it first. I think he's going to finish around the 40th pit SP. Um, it's really, really tough to say, but I mean, Oof. it's feasible. Oof. It's feasible. I mean, Oof. Here's the situation. I right? like it, though. I like it, though. It's a hot take. It's a hot take. Yeah, here's the situation. My guy, right, pitched a 220 ERA, right? But his FIP was a 310. That's literally a .90 uh, difference in ERA. Now, if any of that goes up or if anything goes the wrong way or defense decides to, you know, just play at an average level versus where they were playing to support Cease last year, his ERA can be super inflated and be nowhere near worth where we're paying for him in drafts today. And that's just one part. Here's part two. This spring training, he's looked like absolute doo-doo. He gave up 11 runs in a single game. 
which is just bananas. That's not Dylan Cease that we know. And then to boot, this this spring training, he has a 7-3-1 ERA in 16 innings pitched. Now, the it's just a little ridiculous. And his whip is a one eight seven five. Now I know what I'm saying is absolutely bold and it you know he may not fall this this uh hard from Greece but at the same time you can think about it and look at look at what we're looking at here that makes me say hey Dylan Cease can fall and could possibly be a major bust this year. And I'm just like wow. I just I, I really hope it doesn't happen but I mean I could totally see this happening where Dylan Cease is an absolute flop. So honestly if I was you if you're even getting a hint of it Sell, sell, sell. But hey, this is just a bold prediction. I can be completely wrong. But I think Dylan Cease is going to be swimming with the fishes at at uh, Pitcher 40. Yeah, Matt. Uh, I, I like the take. I think it's a solid take because if you drafted Dylan Cease, especially earlier on in the year where he was going as a top like six starting pitcher, he's really going to have to have a similar type year. And I think it, it it reminds me of Blake Snell Cy Young year. Like I don't think Blake Snell's ever putting up a sub two, uh, sub uh, yeah, sub two ERA ever again with the big strikeout numbers and the like amazing whip. Very similar to what Dylan Cease did last year. I look at Dylan Cease more of like uh, having like a similar to like a Robbie Ray type career where the ERA winds up being like mid threes and, you know, he has big strikeouts and, you know, he battles, he struggles with the control. Cause even last year, the control wasn't amazing when he led the American league last year and walks with 78 walks, which is, which is tough. I think he's, you know, he's a great pitcher and he's still fairly young, but I could see, you know, the price you pray, the price you paid not working out for you in the sense of, I could see him finishing around, you know, SP 25 and you probably had to pay, uh, you know, a top 15, you know, SP price for him. So let's keep it pushing here. And I, I like, I hate to have to do this. I really hate to have to do this. Um, you know, this proves that I'm not a homer. And all right, let's talk about Carlos Rodon. And my bold prediction is, is that Carlos Rodon pitches about 100 innings and he winds up being a, a bust for the Yankees this year. So the thing with Carlos Rodon is he's dealing with a left forearm strain, and you never like to hear that. I think he's going to wind up missing a lot more time than anticipated. It originally started, oh, he might be ready for opening day, and then it was pushed back to, oh, he might miss two starts, and now it's like he might miss four starts. So he's going to miss a whole month already. That's already taking a lot off of him. And then he has to adjust to pitching in New York, which is not easy to do. And then, you know, the park is kind of small. So I think Rodon gives up a, a lot of homers. And look at Frankie Montas when he came over last year to the Yankees. He did not do a great job. He had a horrible ERA. You know, he was giving up, uh, you know, tater tot uh, bombs all over the place. And in the one start that I believe it was one start Rodon had this spring training, he gave up five earned runs. He walked one. He only struck out two, uh, six hits. It just really wasn't, you know, a great start for him with with his Yank, you know, to his Yankees career. And I know he was great last year, but this was another guy. If you had to pay up for him before he got hurt, it's going to wind up, you know, hurting you in the long run. And then, I mean, I know he was going a little bit later after the injury, but I still just don't see it panning out this year. Let's hope for, you know, better for next year with Carlos Rodon. Yeah. And I mean, to be completely honest, I feel like Carlos Rodon, as much as we love him and this hurts to say, feel like he's just been staying healthy just so he can get a nice contract with a long-term deal, which he hasn't had now going from, you know, two teams in between getting, getting to the Yankees and finally getting that payday. 
Now we may see this unfortunate breakdown and it's going to be a waste of money. And God, oh God, I hope we don't have another Jacoby Ellsbury. So let's just see what happens and go from there. Ah, moving on. That was painful to talk about. Let's talk about some happy stuff, right? Yeah, let's yeah. talk about Mr. Luis Roberts, okay? Now, this one's great. I think everybody's going to like this one. All the Luis Roberts uh, fans out there or whoever drafted him. I think Luis Roberts finally pulls it together this year and has a healthy season and ha- and puts up a 30-30 season. Um, you know, what's giving me this, what's telegraphing me and why I'm being so bullish about it is what they're doing with Eloy. They're trying to rope him in. And they're trying to make him stay healthy and doing things to make sure that he stays on the field and we get that bat on the field, on the ball, get that bat to the ball. And I feel like they're taking that, they're going to take that same approach with Luis Robert, a guy that's been in similar situations that can't stay on the field. So I feel like they, them as a medical team and an organization are now honing in on their issues and that's their medical pro, uh, team. Now let's kind of rope our guys in to make sure they stay healthy. Let's make them not play too aggressive. And that's why you don't see Eloy playing in the field as much, and they're going to see him more at DH. Let's see what they do at Roberts, because he is a great fielder as well, and see how they kind of rope him, him in and see if we can keep him on the field. So I think that, you know, White Sox in general, number one focus, keep our best players healthy and see what can happen. So Luis Roberts probably can get that 30-30 in and be a freaking top 10 bat finally and go to fantasy glory. So enjoy. Yeah, he's just got to stay on the field. That's the only thing. And the the cool thing is, uh, you know, if you guys didn't know, Luis Robert has done 30-30, just not in the majors. In uh, 2019 in the minors, Luis Robert played 122 games, 503 at-bats, 108 runs, 31 uh, doubles, 32 bombs, 92 RBIs, also 11 triples that year, and he stole 36 bases and he hit 328. So he's done it before. It's not like Luis Robert can't do it. It's just we're waiting for him to stay healthy and, you know, play more than what's his career high in games. Uh, it looks like 98 is his career high in games so far, which is quite saddening. But, you know, uh, his kid's got all the talent in the world. He's still only 25, so let's not lose hope on Luis Robert. I think he's definitely someone that can go 30-30. Matt, that's one of your takes that I like the most for today. But let's move on to another, uh, you know, young player. I, I was going to say young stud, but uh, he has not been a stud yet, and that's Jared Kelnick. Now, if you've been paying attention to any spring training at all, you know uh, Jared Kelnick's been lighting it up. He's played 19 games in spring training. Okay, wait, my, my, we're, we're forgetting the hot takes here. We're getting a little excited. So my hot take is that Jared Kelnick finally pulls everything together and has a 2020 season, right? So the thing is with uh, Kalnick here is that, like you said, he's been hot to spring training, 19 games, 51 at-bats, 10 runs, 18 hits, two doubles, two triples, four homers, 10 RBIs, three stolen bases. He's still striking out a lot, but, you know, there's a lot of guys like Trout that still strike out a lot that get it done, and he's hitting 353. The thing that I saw and which I've heard, I've seen video on, is that Kelnick has changed his swing. I believe the way he swings is now inspired by Mike Trout. So look out for that. Look at that. Uh, Google it. You'll find some tapes on, you know, Kelnick's swing. He's a little bit more in control and he's, you know, getting to the ball a little bit faster. It just looks like he's more ready for what he's doing. And let's not forget, Kelnick is only 23 years old. And in the minors, he is absolutely lit it up over his career. Uh, let's find some of these minor league stats for you. Uh, let's go with the 2019 season for Kelnick as well. He played 117 games. 443 at-bats, 80 runs, 31 doubles, 5 triples, 23 bombs, 68 RBIs, 20 steals, and a 291. And he also, while he was in the minors last year, he hit 365 over 86 games with 18 bombs and 9 steals. 
the potential is definitely there for a 2020 season, and that's my bold prediction for Jared Kelman. But, guys, you know, uh, I'm really, really excited for our new partner and today's sponsor, the Mobile Game Ultimate Baseball GM. Have you ever dreamed of becoming an MLB GM and managing your own professional baseball franchise? Well, guess what? Your dream has now come true. Manage every strategic aspect of your team, play through your season, and lead your team to glory. In this game, you're responsible for hiring the right coaches and staff to manage your team finances, scouting and drafting players, and also managing those difficult personalities, navigating your franchise through free agency and all the ups and downs of a season, Ultimate GM is completely free and playable without Wi-Fi. Play on the go as you want, when you want. I've been absolutely hooked on this game since I've downloaded it. I literally cannot put it down. And guess what? You can compete against your friends like Matt and I have been doing and you need to do with your friends. Locked on Fantasy Baseball listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code Locked On in the game store. So make sure to go check it out to download the game. Just visit ProBaseballGM.com. Scan the code or look it up in the app store. That's probaseballgm.com. Start your dynasty today. Guys, also, you need to get ready for the baseball season with Locked On MLB's Ultimate Six Game Season Preview. Our local and national experts give in depth analysis of every team and division in only a way that Locked On can provide. Find all six episodes on Locked On MLB on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, guys, so we're going to keep it rolling here. And, Matt, do you want to give a quick take on uh, Sir Jared Kelnick? Yeah, Kelnick is – I got it right. Um, <laughs> so, uh, is there you going, go. Yeah, is, is looking to – it's looking like he's going to have a good season. I really hope so because, I mean, quite honestly, to see a top-end prospect flop the way he has, I mean, to be honest, to say that alone – probably should have been on an ep- this kind of episode a couple of years ago when he first got called up because nobody saw this coming. It, it really is quite sad. So if you see like, you know, that he's really turning around here and changing his swing, that's really encouraging. And I can tell you that something is, it, it, um, is what's the word I'm looking for? Shadowing that he's going to be better. So let's see what happens with Kalenic or Kelnick, wherever you say this guy's name. Um, okay. Let's move on here to somebody that everybody seems to like here, and that's Mr. Stephen Kwan. I'm going to have a very unpopular um, take on Stephen Kwan, Kwan because, honestly, I'm really not a big fan to begin with. And where he was being drafted this year, again, kind of kind of hurts. And I think he's going to completely flop this year. I don't think that he's going to, going to be um, be this fantasy darling that everybody makes him out to be. So, I mean, last year he did have a decent season, but let, let me read it off for you because it doesn't scream fantasy value. I think he's a good baseball player. So, in 563 at-bats, he had 89 runs, right? That's the great stat. That's the only great stat outside of his batting average. He had six home runs, 52 ribbies, 19 stolen bases, which is pretty decent. He's contributing, and then – a batted 298. Now, that is the good that is the great the, the that's all you're going to get from him, right? He doesn't have power. He's not going to be in a in a in a situation where he's going to be expected to drive runs in. So, I don't foresee him really being a contributor in more than three categories at most. And if he doesn't get get the opportunity to get the green light to steal bases, 
how is he even going to contribute in three categories? He's really going to be a two-category contributor. And I saw him in some of these drafts over the weekend that he was going as a top 36 uh, outfielder, which I find just mind-boggling. So I feel like he's more of like a top 50 uh, outfielder at this point, and I don't think he's worth it, and I think he's going to flop for all of you that drafted him that eye. So that's my bold take on Stephen Kwan. Yeah, Matt, that, this is just one I can't get behind. I'm sorry, brother. This is okay. just I, – I, I completely and totally disagree. I think Stephen Kwan is going to blossom into a pretty solid baseball player. He kind of reminds me of Starling Marte, like a young Starling Marte, where Starling Marte in the beginning of his career was a very good base dealer, a very good bat, uh, batting average guy, good runs, and he never really contributed in home runs or RBIs. I'm not saying that Kwan is eventually going to, to be a home run or RBI guy, but I just think that, you know, the three-category contribution between runs, steals, and batting average is more than enough to, you know, put him over the top. And so far, the thing that I like about Quan a lot is last year, 62 walks to 60 strikeouts, very uh, Vinny Pasquantino-ish. And then so far in spring training, eight walks, seven strikeouts. I believe Quan didn't strike out for like the first month almost last year. Stephen Kwan is just somebody I like, so that that's just uh, one one take I, I cannot get behind, unfortunately, my brother. I, I understand, but I got one last thing on it, right? It's okay. Yeah, of course. Go for it. Bro, his highest uh, stolen base season, even in the minors, was only 11. This was his career high. Right. Um, He averaged his highest home runs was 12. Everything else was six last year and three in 2019. I just I don't foresee him one developing power and two if he's just a twenty stolen base guy with great batting average and a guy that's just on a team that's going to drive him in, like that's great. But why is he being drafted so high? He's a great like bench player. He's not a starter, and that's really where I'm getting at. You know, Stephen Kwan is going to be a good baseball player. He's not going to be a good valuable fantasy baseball player. All right, well, I, I will give you – we are doing bold predictions today, and that is definitely a, a bold prediction and a hot take, and that, that's what we're here for today. So you, you, you did hit the nail on the head with that, but we, we could argue more about this over once, we, uh, once we get off uh, the episode today. But uh, let's keep it pushing here, and we got somebody that just caught the bag, another Cleveland Guardian, and that's Andres Jimenez. Oh, my God, I'm a huge fan of his, and my hot take is that Andres Jimenez – winds up at the end of the year as the number one overall second baseman. And, I mean, uh, you know, Cleveland just gave him, you know, the bag, a seven-year deal, $106.5 million. And there's also um, – it includes an eighth year with a $23 million uh, team option that has an incentive that can raise it to $24 million. So Cleveland believes in him. I believe in him. And let's talk a little bit more about the young kid. You know, he's going to be uh, 24 years old, as I think I already said. And last year, Jimenez played 146 games. He had 491 at-bats, 66 runs, 26 doubles, three triples, 17 bombs, 69 RBIs, 20 steals, and he hit 297. I think the kid is ready to take the league by storm, and now he's got Jose Altuve out of the way uh, for you know the first couple of months to compete with him for that number one, uh, you know, second baseman ordeal. And the kid's just got good speed. He's got a little pop in the bat, 
And it says a lot that he was able to, you know, come up uh, last year and, you know, get his first real, you know, long season in the big leagues and adjust to big league pitching. And those 26 doubles, I think, turns into a little bit more power. The steals, I think, you know, with the bigger bases, he can get up to, you know, 25 steals, depending where he's hitting in that Cleveland lineup. Um, He's going to get a good spot for the whole year this year. At the beginning of the year, he was hitting a little bit lower in that lineup. And, you know, the runs in the RBIs are going to be very, very good. He could, you know, potentially be a 5-2 guy in my hot take is once again, he's going to be a number one overall second baseman by year's end. That is bold, my friend. I can't, it get, is. Be- it is bold. I can't get behind that. That's fair. I, it's fair. I could probably give you like top six, but I mean, he's being drafted as like the number seven. So, I mean, it is yeah. what it is. Um, I think that Jimenez is, is pretty much where he's supposed to be, but hey. Yeah, it's fair. So it's a bold episode. Yeah. We're so we're doing bold. here. That's, that's what we're doing today. That's what we do. We save some of the boldest ones for last. Oh, because you know this next one's just bold as hell. It is. It is. <laughs> it is. All right, let's talk about it, Mister Michael Kopech. The show's like literally like probably their our baby here, All right? Michael yes. Kopech is literally like our favorite player here. If you have if you're new to the show, and with this take I'm about to give. You can understand why, how much we love him. I think he's good. It's a hot one. It's it's fiery. Uh, I think he's going to finish a top finish as a top ten pitcher this year. You know, I I don't know. I just I got too much Kopech love this year. I don't know what to say. But I mean, just just Kopech really just he's just turning it on, man. I mean, Kopech had a had a good year for a guy that you know. Had a, had a stint of injury coming off injuries and things like that. Finally getting the first shot at the big rotation here and getting a first starting year as a starting pitcher. Let me stop speaking in circles and get to the point here. And I think that he's going to progress off this year. Um, and you all might look at me crazy because, hey, Matt, the guy had a four uh, a four four nine uh, FIP last a four forty nine FIP last year, where he had a three fifty four ERA. You were just making fun of somebody else for having that big of a difference uh, versus ERA to FIP. And, you know, I can understand when you're, you're looking at me like I'm crazy, but at the same time, here's the difference. It's not their first year in the bigs. It's not their first year as a starting pitcher. And the guy showed up. That's the difference. So in 119 innings, he had 105 strikeouts, and we all know he can have way more than a K per nine. I think he was just dealing with the injuries and trying to get back on that groove. Now, Kopech can easily turn this around, turn up the heat, and and just show off his control and his master skill, and be a finish as a top ten pitcher. Because what what I think he can do is go 170, 180 innings, have over 200 Ks, and have a low three ERA. And I low three, I mean like anywhere from 305 to 315. And I think his WHIP can be a one to a one one. And I think that's a solid top 10 pitcher number. And I think he's going to do it this year. And Kopech is my guy. So let's get toasty. <laughs> yeah, Matt, that's, that's, I think it's the boldest prediction of the episode. And, you know, I love me some Michael Kopech. So I don't know if I'm on board with top 10, but I'm on board that I think Kopech has a pretty, pretty solid season. But uh, let's get on to our last bold prediction of the day. And this is my, definitely my boldest one for sure. Uh, we're talking about Jeffrey Spings, my boy. I got him in all my big money leagues this year. And uh, I, just, I think that Jeffrey Springs 
has a better year than Shane O'Mac's. My guy, ends up Mike. being the you're ace Mike. of that Tampa Bay rotation. We missed all of that. If yeah. you can repeat that for me, it's, yeah, I know it's going a little crazy, isn't it? It's fine. You're good okay. now. Yeah, I, I apologize, guys. I apologize about that little blip. So, with Jeffrey Springs, my hot take is that Jeffrey Springs finishes the year uh, as the best pitcher in the Rays rotation, better than Shane McClanahan, Shane O'Mac. You know the 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 darling of the fantasy fantasy industry this off season, and it, I, I have good cause for it because I think Jeffrey Springs, uh, you know, had a monster spring training so far. Uh, well, I think he made his last start. So it's uh, four games, uh, you know, 14 innings, 24 strikeouts, only gave up five hits and two walks to a shiny 05 whip. And last year, Springs really got it done. Last year, Springs, uh, as a 29 year old, nine wins, five losses, two, four, six ERA, 33 games overall, 25 of those were starts, 135 innings, 144 Ks with a 107 whip. I think they let him loose because you know what? He's 30 years old. There's nothing to preserve with him. I think uh, Springs can pitch 170, 180, maybe even 190 innings. He could push 200 Ks. I think the wit, uh, you know, the the ERA stays very good because we've talked about FIP a lot today. And if you hung around, I'm sorry we didn't mention it, but if you don't know what FIP is, it's an ERA indicator. It's called fielding independent pitching. So it's, you know, kind of uh, what the ERA would be if there was like standard fielding going on. And it was a 304 for Springs last year. So he was right around that FIP. And I just truly think he takes off. And this is a huge year for Jeffrey Springs. Yeah, buddy. I mean, I could see it happening. Maybe not better than McClanahan. But I could see him being a top end pitcher this year. I mean, it's, it's a bold take. It's a bold take. It's definitely bold, but I mean, it it's not out of the realm of possibilities just because of the fact that there is some knocks on McClanahan with one his health and two whether he can do it again. But I mean, me, I'm on the side that yes, he can do it again. And yes, he can be elite. So we shall see. I mean, Springs is great, and it's not the first time we saw a pitcher at the age 30 break out and keep it rolling either because pitching is more. Pitching is more of a chess game than checkers. And the wiser you get, the better the pitcher you are. So let's see what happens with Jeffrey Springs. I'm definitely a fan. I like the take. So um, yeah, Dom. Yeah, I, yeah, I appreciate it, brother. Let's uh let's let's take it home here. Yes, sir, guys. So that is all for us today. We hope you liked our bold predictions and hot takes. Please be sure to like, subscribe, comment, rate, and review. Also, check out our website, guys. There's a lot of good information on our website. There's a little bit about us if you want to know more. We also have our, you know, every episode is on there. Matt and I are going to be tr- uh, trying to write some articles up and coming soon, so stay poised for those. Also, we're going to have our waiver wire ads on there and just a lot more coming on the website, so please be sure to check it out. And thank you for making us your first listen each and every day and you know what as we mentioned earlier after you give us your first listen your second listen should be locked on mlb a lot of good stuff going on there especially with the season right around the corner you're going to want to check out locked out locked on mlb you can find them on youtube and anywhere else you may get your podcast guys we have another great episode coming for uh coming for you tomorrow so please be sure to lock on in and check us out tomorrow but until then see you peace